What's up, podcast listeners? On this episode of the Matt Baxter Show, with your boy, Matt Baxter, I'm hanging out with Brian Schulman. Brian is just like one of the most positive human beings I have ever, period, interacted with, period. Just an absolute riot, a blast, a fun, fantastic podcast. He shared his experience about how LinkedIn video basically was what what caused him to, to create a level of vulnerability in his life, to share his story and how he took a leap of faith, shared you know some, some very sort of deep pieces about his life, his experience, his background, and how that amplified his approach into the world. And he's just doing some amazing things, all centered around having a LinkedIn voice called Voice Your Vibe, founder and CEO. And he's just fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. So I'd highly encourage you to listen to this podcast. I would also highly encourage you to follow him on all social medias, especially LinkedIn, because he's just the man. So Brian, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode. Thank you so much for being on podcast and uh, keep changing the world, my friend. Thank you. Brian, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Matt, it's awesome to be here with you. I appreciate you uh, inviting me. So thank you. I'm honored. We have a lot to talk about uh, just the video space in general. But if you're willing, I'd love just to hear your story and you know what's what's led up to today. Yeah, so uh, I get this question a lot, and I think it's important to um, it's important to understand where we all come from, right? Because that it, it makes us who we are. So I'm going to do this uh, a little bit differently. I'm going to actually do this through the voice of my daughter. Uh, so I have two monkeys, as I call them. I have a, a first year in college and a junior in high school. And my daughter, her senior year in high school, walked into my home office upstairs and handed me a piece of paper. And it said, four-way speech contest essay at the top of it. I didn't know what this was. She literally just walked in and handed it to me and and then sat down next to me. So she she wanted me to read it while she was there. So it says, forward speech conscious essay, and then it's entitled, Live to Inspire. So I think this will help answer part of that question for you. So, and bear with me, because I usually can't get through this without breaking down, so I'll, I'll do my best. This story about to be told is about an extraordinary man, now 42 years young, who accepted all the obstacles life had to throw at him. Now, I know you may be thinking that everyone has different obstacles they just overcome throughout their lifetime. So how is he different from you and I? What makes this particular man different from you and I is the tactic he used when faced with these obstacles. What makes him different from you and I is that he took these obstacles and used them to help make a difference and inspire others to never let life get in the way of their greatness and achievements. What makes us different from everyone else is not the obstacles life throws at us, but what we do when faced with these obstacles. Will you choose to accept defeat or will you choose to persevere? On May 13, 1975, a child was born at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. This child was born three months early, weighing a pound and a half, and because of this was a premature baby. During the early 80s, he was diagnosed with a neurological disorder called Tourette's syndrome, which is a type of tick or involuntary repetitive movement and vocalization disorder. And one day at camp, the counselor had to take this young boy to a payphone, tears streaming down his face, to call his mother because his neck was constantly snapping to one side over and over and over again. He went to various doctors who performed countless medical examinations to try and find a cure for his disorder. Every doctor said the same thing. He's fine. He'll grow out of it. And one day in fifth grade, he stood up in front of his entire class and shared with them what Tourette's syndrome was and what living with Tourette's syndrome was like. A huge weight was lifted off his shoulders uh, once he shared his story with his classmates, and it generated many supporters, whether they be friends, parents, or teachers. Finally, a specialist at UCLA told him he would never be able to get rid of this disorder alone and suggested that he take a special drug called clonidine to help with the tics. Unfortunately, with this drug came horrible side effects. He made a conscious decision after a few years not to take the pills and to try and master his condition through focus and determination. After a while, the tics started to diminish, and for the most part, they went away. No one knows what life has in store for them. All we can do is live until we're forced to face an obstacle in which we must make a choice to either overcome or accept defeat. 
the Rotary Forward Test demonstrates how one person can make a difference in the lives of others. With the experiences this boy had to face came a life lesson. With determination, perseverance, and support from others, anything can happen. Now at 42 years young, this man chooses to use his story to make a difference in others' lives by inspiring people in times of uncertainty. He implements the Rotary's motto, Service Before Self, by finding the light in those who cannot find it in themselves, supporting them through their tough obstacles. He helps lift people's spirits and hopes in times of hopelessness and despair. He helps people turn their ideas and dreams into realities. He helps build people from the ground up in hopes that they too will one day share their stories with others. He makes a difference in this world each and every day, which inspires others to make a difference as well. Who may you ask is this man? Well, he is my father. Out of all the lives he's made the biggest difference in, I believe he's made the biggest difference in mine. He inspires me never to give up on what I believe in, to always do what makes me happy, but most importantly, to always live every day as if it were the last, because we're never guaranteed a tomorrow. As Gandhi once said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Making a difference in the lives of others is my dad's change. What will be yours? <laughs> I feel like I should have had her on the podcast for being <laughs> as good a storytelling as she can do. So <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, uh, I know. I love that. I mean, that's, uh, I can understand how that brings, how that brings tears. I mean, just to, to read that out loud, no, n- knowing no relation to you or your daughter to hear that, that, that story brings about emotion to then add the layer that somebody wrote that for you of you de- describing you creates emotion. And then third, the fact that it's your own daughter Probably, uh, I would imagine is a touch heartwarming. I don't have children myself, but I can only imagine the feeling that it can't, you know, so I can, I can see how that, uh, inspires some emotion. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm wiping the, <laughs> I'm wiping the, the tears away from my eyes. Cause every time I read this, it just, um, there's no greater gift, Matt. There's no greater gift than to have your child. And I mean, you know, she's going to be 20 in September. Um, to have your child, especially in teen years, share something like that with you. Uh, so, you know, I, I I get a question a lot that pops up, and it's if anybody on LinkedIn knows me, they know I'm positive and all the time, like 365 when I show up. And and it's you know how how do you do that? Like how <laughs> how do you show up? How can you be so positive? You know, all the time and. And I think now having heard that, you know, that story coming from where I have and literally, literally fighting for every breath to make it into this world as a pound and a half miracle baby that wasn't supposed to live. And then, you know, then being diagnosed with a neurological disorder or Tourette's syndrome and being the weird kid and different and dealing with a lot of adversity and bullying growing up. I, I wanted to give out the opposite of the negative I'd received around me. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I had a ton of positivity in my life, right? But sometimes one negative can overshadow a a river of positivity. I think, you know, with what we're going through in the times we're in right now, it's a perfect example, right? Uh, but I wanted to be a giver of good and light and love and strength and encouragement. And I certainly know that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And I know that I know that every breath that I take is a gift, and I certainly know that I've failed way more than I've succeeded in life and business, but I've learned from every step, and I've gotten up every time, and I've dusted myself off and kept going, and that's why I've succeeded no matter what the outcome is. And we talk about like a place like LinkedIn, which we'll dig into, which I've been on. You know, I came to Stump just about 16 and a half years ago with a purpose to give out good to that universe that no matter what I was going through, no matter how crappy my day was, that, that 365, I would give out 
I would give out good vibes with the hopes to achieve my why. And I think everybody's got to have a why. It's got to be the root of everything. And for me, it's inspiring one person a day. So in my mind, it's, you know, if I can just, just inspire one person to chase their dreams, right? And know and feel and believe that they can accomplish anything or get up one more time after you've fallen 50,000 already and believe in yourselves and know that you can get back up and that you can go again and that you, and that you are succeeding every time you do, because regardless of achieving that goal, which may be way, way, way off in the distance, right? You can barely see the peak of that mountain you're trying to get to. Um, you're succeeding just by going or, or inspire one person to inspire someone else or put a smile on somebody's face when they don't have one for a brief moment during that time they truly need it or a laugh or, you know, just make somebody feel good about themselves when they don't, you know, we all go through all of that. So just, just one of those things for one person a day, I have, I have done my part as a human being to make the world a better place. And I know it and you know it, and we all know it that life has and will continue to, to throw us mad curveballs that'll continue to knock us down and we'll, you know, I will keep getting up to the plate and swinging. I'll keep getting up and keep going because as my my mom and my genuine hero said to me when I had uh, – she showed me a picture of me on her lap as a baby in a homemade lion's costume. And I think she even made it. And I, I, didn't, I never knew this. And I said, well, why – why a lion's costume? Like, why not a, you know, peapod or a, you know, all these baby, co these costumes you see when you put babies in them for the first time. And she said, because you're a fighter, because you literally fought for every breath to make it into this world. So I, I just want to say, you know, like my hopes are that everyone will keep getting up and fighting, especially in the world that we're living in right now. And that, you know, and, and to believe in yourself and to know that, that you're strong and that you have a voice and that you have a story and that you matter and that you're not alone. So many people right now feel alone uh, and, and you're not. And that especially in a world like LinkedIn, that, you know, we are all there to support one another, lift one another up and, and that we are, we are better together, stronger together. We're getting through things together. And, and as a world, we will be stronger in the end because of it. So I just wanted to share that because I, it comes up a lot. And I think it adds some additional clarity around, you know, around the story. So I love that. And I love, uh, I love the deeper purpose first. And then how do you actually carry that out? And what do you do day to day sort of as a secondary? Because it helps set the tone and the understanding be behind, you know, where is your passion then? What are you applying it towards? So I, I, I love hearing that. And, you know, I'm certainly moved by the story. One quick, uh, one quick, uh, very uh, uneducated question. Is Tourette something that goes away? Or is it something that uh, you, you can moderate the levels of how extreme it is? And I, I, I hope that's not an offensive question. I'm just ignorant to the whole understanding of it. Oh, no, 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 no problem at all. I mean, there's no stupid questions, just the ones you don't ask. So Tourette's is, again, they're uncontrollable and you don't know you're doing them. So just for some, some visibility, um, when I was in the height of my Tourette's as a teen, I was jumping up and down, somersaulting from room to room, uh, intense neck twitches, wrist flicking, auditory noises, facial expressions, and a lot of times they would commingle. Uh, now on a scale of one to 10, I was probably about a seven. Uh, I mean, a 10 would be like violence, violence and vulgarity. Um, I was never anywhere near that. But, um, and when I talk about that clonidine, right, that was an experimental drug at that time in the eighties, like Tourette's was such a brand new thing. And when I finally got diagnosed at UCLA, someone had a name for it. And, and this clonidine wasn't FDA approved or anything. Right. So, but it was terrible. I, swear, I would literally fall asleep for 30 minutes at a time in class or wherever I was. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was terrible. So I guess to answer your question, it's something that is more prevalent in boys versus girls, men versus women. Uh, it is also something that typically around between 16, 18, it either goes away or it stays with you. And, um, I still have Tourette's. It didn't go away, but I did grow out of uh, pretty, most of all those ticks that I had just described. 
if you didn't know what to look for, you'd never know I had it. And it's, it's usually brought on by stress. So what I found was when I stopped taking the medicine, and this was in like eighth grade that I decided, and it was right before I got bar mitzvah. I'm a Jewish Italian kid. And I, I, I got bar mitzvah a, a year late at 14, where usually it's 13. And I, I had said to my mom right before, I don't want to take these drugs anymore. Like, I just can't. I'd rather deal with the Tourette's than deal with the side effects. Because it was, I felt like I was in a drooling state all the time. Like, I just was so drawn out. It, 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 it's, it's like waking up after you've taken NyQuil the night before. Like, that feeling was was how I felt. And so, and it, like any good great mother, you know, she's like, okay, well, are you sure? And and she's, I said, yeah. I said, all these people are here for me. They knew who I am. I'm okay with it. And and she always, she always kept the medicine with her in case I ever needed it. Um, but I did find some ways to to help. Um, that were more organic uh, music. I've been a musician my whole life. This is interesting too, because I found this across folks that have Tourette's uh, commonalities, uh, music, comedy, and uh, dancing. So dancing, my mom always said, I'm going to teach you how to dance. You're going to love me for it. All the girls are going to love you. And, and she, she was, she was right. Um, but psychologically looking at it, and I do have a degree in psychology and I got it because I wanted to better understand myself because I didn't. And I want to better understand human beings because I didn't understand how people could treat people the way that they did. Uh, and so psychologically, when I think back, when we're all together in a room or wherever, in a setting, at a concert, we're dancing, like everyone is moving in ways that you wouldn't usually, they're making faces and noises. They wouldn't, you know, wouldn't if they were walking down the street Maybe I felt normal in a sea of people that didn't in that moment, right? But I did like that because it allowed me to just be in the moment. And I wasn't in my head. And that's part of it too is it, you're focusing on something else besides even though it's uncontrollable and you don't know you're doing it besides something else, right? Music is one of those things too. I, I, I'd sit in front of the piano as, an, as a kid for hours in the dark playing. And it was like I was sitting in another, I was in another body. It was an out-of-body experience. And, and I think it's because I was so entranced in what I was doing that I wasn't thinking about anything else. And then comedy, I, I, loved, I loved watching comedians growing up. Uh, the Three Stooges, uh, the young Jim Carrey, uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Sam Kinison uh, Robin Williams and the interesting, and there's just a, a few to name, right. But as I, again, psychologically, as I look back, they're all physical comedians in some form or fashion. And I feel like I could relate to them somehow. So I, I learned how to do impressions growing up and it was just something I figured, you know, look, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm the weird kid, I might as well be the weird and funny kid on my own terms. So that was something that I kind of just grabbed onto and, <laughs> And, you know, it, it, I allowed me to laugh at myself in a good way. So yeah, long answer to a short question, but yes, there are ways to organically to mm, overcome kind of control. Cause I, like I was trying to control something that was uncontrollable and, and I don't know if I truly did or have it. It's weird that I've, that I grew out of most of those because I didn't quite get that. But uh, I will tell you, Tourette's is something that, I mean, I can count on one hand the number of times that I had talked about that kind of stuff or the life story stuff because I, I didn't want to be looked at as weird and different. I wanted to blend in. And so I certainly never talked about it in business, not until my very first video on LinkedIn, which we can, we can talk about. Uh, a little bit later, but so yeah, again, long answer, short question, but hopefully that helps. No, for sure. And I, I want to, I want to address one thing that you, you mentioned, uh, the physical comedian. So I, uh, it's interesting you bring that up because I think that there's a lot there and I'm, I'm, I've always been curious, like somebody like Kevin Hart, sort of the modern day comedian phenomenon or fluffy, uh, yes. Gabriel Iglesias, you know, you, you look at Kevin Hart and obviously one of the most remarkably funny human beings in the planet. Yeah. You wonder, 
if how much of his comedy was a defense mechanism to begin due to being smaller. I'm five foot three. So I'm, I'm definitely, I can relate to, you know, the, the short jokes come in, but like you wonder uh, how much of his comedy in a rougher home, sort of a rougher environment came as a defense mechanism. And that was his one way, you know, to build upon that. Or you look at fluffy sort of the opposite spectrum and, and how much of his shifted from being made fun of or any of that to just sort of owning it and using it as one of the greatest steps forward. And yeah. so that relates, um, and a, and a podcast I'll actually share with you because you might you might be interested. A guy that I've had on here, his name is Bob Mesta, and he's the co-author of Jobs to Be Done, which is a theory that comes out of Harvard and all this different stuff. Long story short, he's dyslexic. And at first, he was like really discouraged because he couldn't read. And then he used to uh, basically look at one or two words that he could make out on a page and use that to understand the basis for the page. And that allowed him to read really quickly. And so he used that in a way to actually benefit from, you know, benefit uh, himself long term. And so I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, is there in, in I don't want to ask this question lightly, but is there anything that has come as like a blessing from having Tourette's or recognizing it? And I know that's not a light question. I don't mean that as an easy one, but have you noticed any sort of benefits that people who haven't experienced it wouldn't have any idea? It's a gift. I never looked at it that way. Uh, Here, I'll, I'll put it in some context. So when I was in high school, I remember walking down the stairs. No, I was walking up the stairs and a classmate of mine was walking downstairs. There were a lot of people, a lot of people in the hall at one time. And I happened to see him. I didn't know him. He was in one of my classes, but I happened to see him. And he did three ticks, one right after the other. And I immediately knew he had Tourette's, no question in my mind. I went home to my mom and I said, one of my classmates has Tourette's. I have no question about it. I don't know what to do because I guarantee you he has no idea what's going on with him. His parents have no idea what's going on with him. And he's probably, you know, freaked out. And so long story short, we wound up, getting him to UCLA uh, and his folks and they were they were then in the know and could do something to help right uh if I didn't go through what I went through and the tests upon tests neurological tests I mean stuck stuck to my head I I'm I'm literally like not strapped down to a table, but I'm being asked to not move. How do you tell someone who went, again, they don't know, right? They didn't know it was wrong. I hadn't been to UCLA at that point yet, but get it. And they need me to sit still because every little tick on the little seismograph, if you will, monitor they're looking at, like whenever I even blink, it moves. And here I am twitching and ticking away, right? And it's going all over the place. And that's why they didn't know what they didn't know. And they're like, no, he'll be fine. Whatever, he'll grow out of it. So I guess, you know, if I hadn't gone through what I went through and if I hadn't, you know, at the same time too, there's other ways that this is such a gift. I mean, I, I preach it's the heart of it all that matters and human first, heart first. And, you know, look, I went through a lot of dark times as a kid and, uh, and I came out of it and I came out of it with a, I want to, I don't ever want anyone to feel the way I felt. I don't ever want to be treated the way I have been treated and I certainly don't want, ever want anyone walking away from me without feeling better. And in high school, I kind of started to come out of my shell that way and was one who would bring people together where I was more outcasted and, and, and certainly broke out of my shell as I went to college and business and such, right? But I guess the point is, is if I hadn't, I, I believe that everything we go through, everything we grow through in our life, as horrible as it may be, is something that is a gift to us we are we were we don't have to know why but we are meant to go through it we are meant to grow through it we're not meant to know at the time i went to a uh one of the largest video conferences in the world it's called vidcon in anaheim california Uh, and two years ago was my first time i didn't even know about this world i was so new to all of it and i had come out of the very first ever uh linkedin video creator summit with a few fellow friends of mine that were creators. And we saw another friend of ours uh, walk towards us. And she said, hey, you guys need to go next door um, because Viacom is doing a pop-up and it's, it, go, go tell your story. 
didn't quite fully understand it. So we walk into this dark room that's partitioned off. It's a big room. And on one side, there's, there's camera lights and such set up, and there's signs on a table. And it said, um, the campaign was, oh, my God, what was it called? Well, I'll have to remember... I'll have to rem- <laughs> I'll have to remember what it was called, but um, it, it basically was. Oh, here it, it was called Generation Change. So it was like, what do you want the next generation to hear, to know, to feel, right? And so they had a sign, and it said Viacom Generation Change, and and you write down in just a couple words what it means to you, right? What you stand for. And so I wrote down voiceless and differently abled because I was voiceless coming into the world and for a good portion of my, my youth. And I am differently abled, although I didn't think about it that way. I looked at it more as a disability versus I'm being I'm differently abled. And so after that, you know, I went next door and they had a full on video crew set up, people in the room, lights, the whole thing. And it was a little nerve wracking friend of mine goes in and does his thing. He was a little nervous, but I'm like, I'm here. I'll, I'm here to support you. Do your thing. You'll be awesome. And he rocked it. And he comes back and, and I said, look, I don't, I, I'm a little terrified right now, but I feel like I need to do this. He's like, I got you. So I get in front of the camera and they, there was no rhyme or reason to the questions they were asking. I was trying to figure it out just to make myself a little more comfortable, completely uncomfortable. And they asked the questions and they got to a point and they're like, what do you want the next generation to hear? And I felt like I was 13 years old again, Matt, in the height of my Tourette's and had all these emotions and feels hit me at one time. And I said that you matter. And I'm like, what would I want? Well, I said to myself, what would I want to hear? And I said, that you matter and that you have a voice and that you have a story and that you're important and, and that you can, and that you're not alone. And, and I shared part of my story and I walked out of there and I said, wow, that's incredible. Like what are the chances that I would walk out of this room and we'd run into a friend and she'd tell us about this and I'd go do this and, and, and use my voice to be able to help at least one person, just, just one person by hearing the message. So I guess my point is, is that, you know, something that I always say is that everyone has a voice and a story that matters and a voice and a story that can positively impact, affect, and inspire another human being's life by being you, by sharing you. And it's it's not something that I ever thought about until I got on LinkedIn video for the first time in 2017. Because again, I didn't look at myself as what I just described. This was along the way after in the journey, but the love and support and encouragement that I got when I did do that, it changed my life. So I might um, provide a bit of a uh, hmm, contrary to public thought opinion here, but hearing your story, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that you might agree with it. So I gave a talk uh, a little while, a couple years ago, and it was around the idea of, uh, when you're at sort of having your darkest days where you're having your darkest moments, rather than spending so much time thinking about how to get yourself out of it, go basically say what you need to hear to somebody else. So if you're, if you're, you know, having a really, really dark day and you just need somebody to say that I love you or give you a hug, go do that for somebody else. Right. And then, you know, I stop and think about today's world. So much of it related to is, is self-care, self-help, fix yourself first and then go offer to the world. And I'd be curious your thought. And I, please, if you'd like to disagree with me, feel free to, but I feel like we're far too focused on this idea of self-help, take care of yourself first and not enough focused on impacting others' lives first or being there for other people first. And in turn, that comes back and helps our own selves. I mean, hearing your mission and saying to somebody else, you matter. That's what you needed to hear most, but your mission has evolved into being not just about you, but extending that to other people as well too. And helping, you know, inspire one person because you want to be inspired. You want to help go inspire other people as well too. And it's about others first. And that in turn comes back to you. And so I'd just be curious your perspective on that. And I know, you know, everybody around this world is do what you got to do to take care of yourself, do what you got to do to make sure you're happy first. And then you can go to, you know, elsewhere. And I'm not saying don't exercise. I'm not saying don't eat right. I'm not saying, you know, don't meditate or any of those things, but I think we're just very selfish in nature. And I think flipping the switch to say, let's help take care of others first 
turns around and comes back and helps our, us as well too. So I'd love your thoughts. You can rip the whole idea apart, but I just love your, your, your thoughts on that. I agree with you. I, I can tell you that anytime I'm able to help someone else in some way, I'm just, I'm a giver by nature and I, I love helping other people however I can. I've gone through so much. I'm still, I'm going, I'm growing through so much, even right now. You know, we all are in this crazy upside down world that we're in right now with this pandemic that we're going through. And, you know, I have, no matter how bad my day has been or whatever I'm going through or how horrible it may be or feel, you know, I know personally that when I'm able to take it off me and I'm able to go help somebody else, uh, I always feel better. You know, there's something incredible about helping other people. And you're not doing it with the purpose of feeling better. You're doing it with the purpose of helping someone else in that moment, right? And and I think it's an incredible thing. And, and it's, you know, I... I I have two, and I can relate, by the way, you know, I mean, I, I I didn't think I had a voice or a story that mattered. I didn't want to talk about myself at all. Uh, You know, it was something that until I had shared my story for the first time with the world, which was on LinkedIn video, and at that time in front of 500 million people, um, all the love, support and encouragement that I got, when I say it changed my life, it literally did. Because at that moment, I didn't think about I realized that I did have a voice and a story and then it, and that, and that that voice and story was by sharing it. It wasn't about me. It was about sharing it because it was helping someone else. It was inspiring someone else. It was impacting someone else. They don't have to have gone through what I went through. And I realized that I didn't understand it until that moment. And, you know, I've gone and shared this across the world, literally keynotes and and such and 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 i've been so many on podcasts and so many radio global radio shows and live shows and this and that and in the early days i i was like i keep getting asked to be on all these shows and i'm like i you can go listen to the story <laughs> like you can go listen to it i just just literally recorded a podcast the other day or whatever and they're like well but think about it this way it's like a movie premiere because i grew up in la so i could relate to all this i'm like okay yeah i get it right and well when there's a movie premiere there's a road show. They go and do uh, late night shows and radio shows and, and appearances and all that. Yeah. Are you at every single one of those things or listening or what? I'm like, no, they're like, right. You, not everyone is everywhere at the same time. So as I say, different vibes, different tribes, people show up in different places. Right. And I'm like, okay, well that makes sense. So I'd keep telling the story and, and again, not with, me in mind. It's got nothing to do with me. It's if one person can hear this and it impacts them in some positive way for them to know, hey, I I do have a voice and I do have a story. And I don't have to be like Brian who almost died and dealt with all this adversity and bullying. No, it's 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 all about again getting back to the psychology of all as human beings, we want to relate to one another. We want to connect with one another. We're always, those two things are in our mind in every single conversation that we have. We're looking for those little triggers. And then it's like, oh, no way. You're a parent. Oh, you love video. Oh, 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 right. All these O's that happen. And your best friends are your best friends because of so many things you have in common. So I, yes, circling back, I do believe the more that we take it off of us, and focus on others that it always booms around boomerangs around back to you that's not why you do it and if your heart is truly in it in that way it will literally change it'll change your life i yes self-care is important right but i i here's what i would say this is self-care this is an aspect of self-care because when you take it off you and you focus on others and you focus on making others feel good, you are going to feel good. So, um, you know, it, I, I think about it. Yes. Think about it from that perspective and think about the fact that 
by by focusing on others, by helping others, by doing what you can to make others feel good, uh, shine your light bright on others, you will you will feel better. Like it, it is a, I, I don't think they're independent of one another. I think they work cohesively, but I don't think most people think about that. And, you know, this world we're living in together, you know, us as human beings, we're living in it together. We're going through it together. We're growing through it together. And just one conversation can truly impact another human being's life. So I love it. I love it. So let's talk, uh, let's talk a little LinkedIn video. So give me, uh, obviously you've touched base, you've touched base on, on some of it. We'd love to hear sort of the, the core story and then also what you're doing today with being, you know, a LinkedIn top voice as far as video goes. I'd love just to hear a little bit of context related to that. Yeah. So, uh, there's an article that I wrote on LinkedIn. It's on my channel, my profile. It's the very first thing you see. It says, this is LinkedIn video. And you see a picture of like a collage of, of a bunch of people and, and I, I will share part of it with you, but I employ you all to go and definitely check it out. I, I tried, I tried to create a, a channel where I could put all my videos. It broke the, the article wasn't made to, to do that in purpose, but, uh, but it'll give you the, from the very beginning, as I start to go through the journey, cause a lot of people look and go, wow, like, how do you, like, you should be like, you're the, you're the Ryan Seacrest of, you know, LinkedIn video. Like, how do you do that? You know? And I said, you have to understand we all start from ground zero. We all start from the bottom. We just start at different times. Now, the most important thing is, so June of, June, June of 2017 was when LinkedIn video launched in alpha. Most people still look at LinkedIn, by the way, as a digital resume and a place to look for a job. And I mean, it is, but that's all they look at it as. And I say that most people out of the scheme of like 675 million people on the platform. Now, when it popped up on my phone, because I wound up getting access to it, and as I shared, I've been on LinkedIn every day for almost 16 and a half years. I showed up on the platform. There were a million people when I joined, and I'll get to video in a second. But I just felt I needed to be there, and I needed to be all in. I didn't know why. I didn't think it was going to be a MySpace Facebook thing where you know one would get gobbled up, if you will, or taken over by the other. Uh, and I've been in digital marketing for 21 years, and on, online since it was green screen and chat room sitting in my mom's lap learning how to type. So I, I've seen the evolution of technology in the world of digital and and the interwebs. And it's it's crazy how fast time has gone by. But you look at a platform like LinkedIn, and I didn't think it was going to go away, especially since they had a million people just a year in join the platform. Now 675 million, which is up 15 million since November, which was only three months, like from November, three months later. So it, it's probably doubled that now. And since then, uh, but there was no way to communicate. It was just, you could search for jobs, you could create a profile, your resume, and you could connect, really just hit a connect button. That was it. And evolutionary wise, it started to change just like most of these platforms do. Now, yes, others were so far ahead, Facebook and others so far ahead. But, but if you were on LinkedIn, you didn't think about it that way. It was like, oh, look at this new shiny penny. Look at this new feature. Look at this new function. Look at this new way we can do things. Uh, and the biggest moments for LinkedIn were publishing articles, making videos through LinkedIn video and going live through LinkedIn live. And a bit a part of, of alpha and or beta in each of those instances. Uh, there are ways to communicate, right? And, and I'm all about stories. Like nobody wants to be sold to. Everybody loves a great story, right? So I figured just in context with articles, I mean, I sat on it for months, just like, just like I did for LinkedIn video when I got it and was like, I have, don't know what the heck I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about business because I do that. I'm on boards. I advise startups and founders. I do speaking internationally. I'm co-founder companies collaborations, all that. I'm like, I don't want to do that here. I want to, I want to tell a story. And so months went by and it wound up being July. And I'm like, I got it. I'm going to tell this story about the wedding in Hawaii that my wife never knew was going to happen. And so that was the first article that I wrote on LinkedIn. And then I thought to myself, well, this is what I want articles to be for me. I want, I want to tell stories so that they help you get to know me a little bit better. Versus something about business, me as a human being, because at the end of the day, it's all about 
the humans. We work with people we like, know, and trust. We do business with people that that we fall in love with, so to speak, right? Because again, are those think trigger moments that we look at and go, oh, wow, yeah, we have these things in common. I like you. I want to work with you. We're going to spend time together. So I want to make sure I like you. Uh, fast forward, LinkedIn video launches June of 2017, and it broke the mold forever for the good. Like the suit, proverbial suit we were showing up in and suit speak and the box we were conforming to, it all broke off. And it was the very first time that LinkedIn became human with a heartbeat for the good. And, and what happened at the same time was there was a campaign called Let's Get Honest that launched. And it was all about <clears throat> sharing a part of you that nobody knows. Like, just get honest. Share something really personal about your life. And people were talking about – and this was, there was a much younger generation showing up than it ever happened before. And I say much younger because in some cases I could be their dad. Uh, but, you know, uh, Michaela Alexis and Manu Swishkaswamy and – Authentic Alex in London and, 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 and so many more. And they were talking about fears and failures. They were talking about uh, speech impediments and, and agoraphobia and, and so many other things. And they were really heartfelt stories. Like, and some of them gut-wrenching. And I could relate so much and I was truly inspired. However, I was terrified to get in front of the camera. I had never done that before. I had never put the phone in front of my face. I was always videoing on my kids uh, and yes, I did grow up in LA and I did a little bit of modeling and I did a little bit of TV and all that stuff, but I didn't have control over that. This, I had to control all of it. Right. And so I sat on it for five months and, it, and, and you can read the journey, like I said, in the article that I shared, but, but the point was, is that having built and grown startups for over 20 years, there was always an undeterminable. There was always an unknown. There was never anything that was defined or, you, there was no crystal ball. It was, it was just, okay, if I don't do this, am I going to regret it? And so I didn't want to look back and go, what if? And I put that into my head finally and said, that's the way I need to look at this thing. I don't want to look back and go, what if? This is something incredible to be a part of. I don't know where it's going to go, but I got to do this. And so five months, I mustered up the courage finally to take the leap. And I knew my very first LinkedIn video was going to be my story. And it was. And I was sitting in my home office and I was getting ready to go on a business trip for four days. And I, I, I got called out to jump in and I, I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to let myself down. I reached out to my friend and said, hey, um, how do I do this? You've been making some videos on LinkedIn. Like literally, how do I do this? What are you using? How do I like how, how, how? Because I was the greenest greenhorn ever. Never made videos uh, psychologically, emotionally, physically, uh, every which way possible. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. It was, it was literally ground zero. And so I made the video and I launched it and I was terrified of what people were going to say because this was the very first time in the business world out of one moment otherwise early in my career that I'd ever shared my life story. And the reason is because I didn't want to be looked at or treated differently because it's a natural human disposition for us to do that. It's just a trigger effect. And I didn't want that. I wanted to earn everything on my own merit. The only other time, just in context, was early in my career going for a sales job. I had, had no legs to really stand on at all. And it was in the dot boom era. I went in for an interview. I met with eight hiring managers, a bunch of different people from the team in between. And I figured, okay, well, I'll just share my story. Miracle baby, wasn't supposed to live, fought for every breath. I can do this. Give me a shot. Like everybody, send the ladder down. Everybody gets a shot from someone, somewhere, Right. Tourette's, adversity, all that. So I share the story every single time, the same thing. Well, that's a great story, but why should we hire you? And I walk out of the building, head down, tail between my legs. I didn't get the job. And I said to myself, I'm never going to talk about that again. And I didn't. And so fast forward to LinkedIn video, that was the first time I had ever talked about it in the world of business or really, unless one off, I thought it might help somebody in some way. It was a rarity. Um, but I realized at that particular moment, after all, all that love, support, and encouragement that I got, that I was, I wasn't weird the way I thought about it my whole life. I wasn't different the way I thought about it. I wasn't, I wasn't disabled. I was, I found a voice and a story inside of me I never knew I had, and realized that because I've always wanted to help people that by sharing my voice and sharing my story, I was doing that. 
now almost 600 videos later and one of the world's top video marketing experts and a Forbes featured on Thrive, Thrive Global entrepreneur, you know, featured entrepreneur and, you know, flown to Australia to do a keynote, which spawned another keynote while I was there because someone was so inspired by it at the fourth largest bank in Australia, wanted me to come the next day and do a keynote. And, and the trip was sponsored by a brand and like all of these, yes, top voice, you know, last year named a, a LinkedIn top video creator of the year. Like none, I started my company because of all this, right? None of this would have happened if I didn't take the leap. And, and, and again, it's, it's all from what if, right? So I, I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable one more time in my life, Matt. And, and I did. And so many of us along the way, early pioneers of LinkedIn video, and especially even LinkedIn Live too, but Ed said, you know, why, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And I said, you're asking the wrong question. You don't need to know why. We're going through this journey together. And I guarantee you, we will look back years from now and go, wow, look at what we did together. You know, we've created a, a culture and a community and a company we don't work for doing what we don't get paid to do, showing up to bring people together. And, and it's incredible. It's incredible in a place you never would expect it to happen. We are singing, we are dancing together. We are, we are doing things you would never expect to see in a business social networking platform. But human first, heart first, show up. And when you do, just truly incredible things happen. So when I talk about LinkedIn, right, and that you need to be seen and need to be heard, especially in a time like right now where you are literally confined to your homes, we're all quarantined, right? You have no other way to communicate but digitally. And you have 675 million people, human beings, business professionals, yes, but human first before the job, the role, the title, the company, right? And 250 million that are quote unquote active users basically just have a profile and are lurking. 1% that's creating content. LinkedIn is the most organic platform on the planet. And right now more than ever, it is so important and, and to be showing up and to, being, to be present. And video is incredible, Matt, because as you know, I mean, the only thing missing through video is you can't physically touch the person. You can't smell the person because we don't have smell vision yet. I'm sure somebody's creating it right now where you can scratch and scratch, sniff your screen. But like you physically, you actually can touch people. You can touch them with your hearts. And for those that are still, hmm, I don't know, statistically, 85% of content consumed online is through video. Video helps build brand awareness. You know, 90 plus percent of people use video to make product and and service decisions from a purchasing perspective. Social video generates 12x the shares of text and image combined. Like it's, there's no question that video natively where you record it and then upload it somewhere and live video, which will take over everything, is, is the place you need to be. Because right now where businesses are literally closing their doors, they cannot support their families. And it's killing them to not be able to service their family, their customers, right? But because they aren't showing up digitally, right? So anyway, it, it's, it's critically important, critically important. And you've got to go where the people are. Anyone and everyone you ever want to do business with is on LinkedIn. The predisposition is there. Facebook, friends, family, college, friends, right? Uh, Instagram, hey, check me out. My life's amazing, whether it is or not. YouTube, a total mutt. Like everyone and everyone shows up there, right? And the content is just, it's everything. Uh, you know, TikTok, et cetera. You think, uh, again, each one of these platforms is different and you have that predisposition to it. And yet LinkedIn business social networking platform, the biggest challenge for people with that is they go business social networking platform and they think they have to show up and talk about business. Business should be 10% about what you talk about. It's human first, heart first, especially now more than ever. The person without who doesn't feel like they have a voice, what's the first thing that they can do to feel like they, uh, or I guess what's the first thing that they can do? I'll, I'll put it, leave it at that. Share your story. The very first thing I always recommend for folks is, is to share your story. You don't have to tell your whole life. But remember, it's all about relatability. When you go and do business with somebody, 
they're not buying from you and, and or working with you and your company because of just how much it costs, doesn't meet the need, and how viable are you. They're going to be spending a lot of time with you. They got to like you. They have to get to know you. Like anyone that I've ever worked with, like it's always family first, like for me. I mean, I, I've always had a picture of my family on my screen and that sparks conversation. So I guess one is know that you have a voice in a story. Know that it's not about you when you're sharing it. You're sharing it because it's relatable. You're sharing it because it can, it can impact one human being's life. And if you think about that, don't ever discount your ability or, or a human being's ability to affect positively another human being's life. That's one of the most great gifts that we have. And it's one of the most incredible gifts to receive and one of the most incredible gifts to give. So think about that. Your voice, your story, share you. And in fact, here, how about this? Let me give you five quick tips to becoming one of the world's top LinkedIn video creators. And this transcends across platforms. But, but I always employ and encourage people LinkedIn because, again, go where the people are. Uh, and everybody that's listening to this, whether you're in business or not, you should be there. I was interviewed by a 14-year-old who was on LinkedIn. This is his second show he's done. Uh, he's incredible. I'm like, do you know how inspiring it is just to know that you're 14 years old and on LinkedIn, let alone doing hosting podcasts and reaching out to people, inviting them to be guests. I mean, how many 14 years old do you know that are that forward, right? And that are, are taking the leap in a way like that. It's incredible. Like I know 50, 40, 30, 60 year olds that are like, they were like me, they're terrified to get in front of the lens, right? Let alone do something like that. So, so here, here here's five tips. If you want to say, okay, yeah, I'm inspired. Now what, right now, what do I do? So tip one is show up and be human. I mean, and you probably sit there and go, well, yeah, but put the phone in front of your face, flip it into selfie mode, take a go. It's not as easy as it sounds by any stretch of the imagination. And I say that because I've been through all of it. Anything you ever would think or couldn't happen to you, I've been through all of it through the journey. And it's okay. I want you to know that it's okay, that you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because when you do, that's when you grow. It's when you learn. You don't know it in the moment. And that's when the magic happens, by the way. And you'll look back and that'll be a really big inflection moment. You're like, wow, I didn't even realize that. Look at what happened. So show up and be human is tip one. Tip two is engage and support. Build community and shine your light bright on others. Every digital platform that's been created Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, all of them, right? They have built digital playgrounds for us kindergartners to go play on. It's our choice to go play, but they built the playground for us. Built community, the most important thing on any social platform is the people. It's all about the people. So it's all about the community. Build community. And like we were talking about earlier, take it off of you. Shine your light bright on others. Okay, tip three is create. I said it before, I'll say it again. You have a voice and a story that matters and a voice and story that can positively impact, affect, and inspire another human being's life. Show up on video, share stories. It's all about relatability. Okay, great, Brian, I know that. Well, now what? How? Okay, talk about what you're interested in. Personally, talk about what you're interested in. Talk about what you're excited about. Talk about what you're passionate about. And in these times that we're in of this global pandemic with COVID, talk about what you're scared about. Everybody's world is literally turned upside down. Your house is disheveled. Your hair is longer than it ever has been. You've got more hair on your face than you do the top of your head. Like, you know, your kids are home, whatever. Everything is different. We're all going through it at the same time. The, level, the, the playing field is leveled for everyone right now. So know that, right? And know how important it is to show up and know that you can talk about If you talk about it, you know, I'm, I don't know what to do right now. I'm terrified. I'm in my home. I, 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 I'm not in the office where I usually would be, or I can't go do the job I normally would. And uh, I'm having to teach my children because they're not in school, like whatever it is. Talk about that. That's so relatable, right? Um, 
And remember that 60 seconds or less is your best friend when it comes to, to native video. And again, native is just, I've recorded it, for example, on my phone or my laptop. It had a start, it had an end, and then I'll go upload it somewhere. Now, the other thing is this in framework, just know that you have your own vibes. Okay, Matt has his vibes, I have my vibes, you have your vibes that's listening. And I always say pick five. So what do I mean by that? Okay, uh, maybe you love the outdoors. Okay, you love music. Maybe you're a musician. Uh, maybe you're a parent. Okay, and as parents, by the way, you're all leaders by nature. It's the hardest job, most fulfilling job in the world. You have it for your entire life. You never get paid for it. Uh, and then, you know, and then pick a couple others. But five, pick five. Five's a good number. Those are your lanes of content. You can go down any one of those lanes anytime you want, but it gives you structure and some framework. And we'll talk about why that's important when we get into consistency, which is the next tip. So just remember, 60 seconds or less is your best friend. Why 60 seconds? Everyone has 60 seconds. If you're scrolling through your feed, everybody's got 60 seconds to stop. But if you're a couple minutes and nobody knows who you are and they haven't fallen in love with you yet, and when I say don't know who you are, it means you haven't showed up on video yet. Because like I said, the beauty about video is all the senses are there. You can feel everything. You just can't physically touch them, but you can. Because like I said, you can touch people with your heart. So tip four is be consistent. Consistency is key to success in anything. Create a content strategy and a calendar on your phone, on your wall, if you want to go old school, whatever, to create a level of consistency that works for you. And I say that works for you because it works for me, it works for Matt, it works for somebody else, may not be the right groove for you. Find a groove that works for you. Because when you show up consistently, your tribe knows when you're going to show up. Example. I have two live shows that I do on LinkedIn every single week. Uh, one is called What's Good Wednesday. The other one is called Shout Out Saturday. Neither of them have anything to do with me. It is all about the LinkedIn fam. It's all about the community and the people. And I'll explain that word to you in a minute, why it's so important. Um, but those LinkedIn video series are two years. I just had the two-year anniversary of both of those LinkedIn video series. And I turned them into live video series. Um, when I, I don't even remember how long ago that was. It wasn't all that long ago, but my point is this, I started them because every Wednesday and every Friday I wanted to show up and I wanted to build community and shine my light bright on others. What's good Wednesday is literally all about what's good in your life. No matter what is going on in the world, perfect example of what we're in right now, there's always a silver lining. There's always something good. We can come together that's good, right? Whether it's good in your life or whether it's good you're seeing in the world happening because there is so much good happening while we are growing through this pandemic together. So that's what What's Good Wednesday is about. And the live show, I literally put a link in the comments and have anybody that wants to jump on the show live with me as a guest can join at that moment and come share the good and people leave happier. Shout Out Saturday was about me giving gratitude to people that I had video chats with during the week, and I've been doing that for years on LinkedIn. Last year, I did over a 1,000 video chats with people, and every Saturday, I would show up, and I would shout it out. I would give them love. I wanted to know how much I appreciated them and our time together, like just awesome human beings. The coolest part about that, Matt, was not that I was giving gratitude. It was that everyone would show up in the comments and give gratitude to those that made an impact or inspired them that week. Well, Shout Out Saturday Live, same as Wednesdays, I bring guests on and I started doing something called social dis-dancing. Yes, we are socially distant, but that doesn't mean we can't do something together. So I created social dis-dancing where you would come on the show, you would give shout outs, and then we would do some social dis-dancing together live on LinkedIn. Everybody is laughing and smiling. Literally around the world, people are tuning in. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, it is it is the coolest thing, totally the coolest thing to see so many people showing up from around the world, and we're getting our groove on together. And they're again, they feel better, and that's my way of saying like, wow, okay, I, I just I know we're going through so much right now, but they just felt better leaving, and maybe they'll transfer that to somebody else. So I share those examples with you from consistency perspective because same bat time, same bat channel, right? Your you, you, your tribe knows when you're going to show up, they're going to show up. 
So creating a level of consistency that works for you. If it's LinkedIn video, great. You say, hey, I'm going to make one video a week. It's going to be Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Awesome. Hold yourself accountable. Create beforehand. Get yourself prepped for that. Realize that inspire inspiration does not hit all the time. It's a rarity. So when you're inspired, the way you create your consistency, like you could get off this podcast and go, wow, I am so inspired right now. I want to go make like five different videos because I've got five ideas in my head. Awesome. And if you're posting one video a week, that's five weeks of content. You're set. So that's how you create that consistency and groove. The last tip is tip five, which is collaborate. Incredible things happen when we come together. I have produced a video series on LinkedIn with, with fellow LinkedIn creators for the last couple of years on International Dance Day, which is actually next Wednesday, the 29th of April. And it usually takes me about a week to produce this video. I basically reach out to a bunch of LinkedIn creators. Uh, a friend of mine picks the song. And then I just say, hey, send us a clip. It's okay. However long it is, it's fine. We're going to chop it up. And, and get it to us by a specific time. And then I produce the video, and then we launch it. Well, this year, I've decided that the very first ever International Dance Day live on LinkedIn is going to happen. So I'm getting a bunch of creators together, anybody on LinkedIn that wants to join and do some social distancing on International Dance Day live, we're going to do it. It's at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and all they have to do is... Uh, is click on the link to join us at that time. And it's a way for us all to come together, to dance together around the world. That's collaboration. So again, in recap, show up and be human is tip one. Engage and support is tip two. Build community, shine your light bright on others. Create, like we talked about, your vibes, 60 seconds or less. Share your stories. It's all about relatability. Tip four, be consistent. Tip five, collaborate. And then I want you to remember this. Remember that Simon Sinek said it really well. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And if you're going to try and digitize things in your mind, especially right now where we are all quarantined, your smile is now your logo. Your personality is now your business card. And how you leave others feeling after that experience with you through video, whether it's native or live, that's your trademark. And I'll leave you with this. Like Maya Angelou said it best. It's really easy to get caught in your head. People may forget what you say, but they will never forget how you make them feel. Always come from your heart. You will never go wrong. Transitions into my absolute favorite question on the planet is, <laughs> what is it at the end of the day uh, to, uh, that gets you out of bed in the morning? Because listening to all that, listening to everything that you just laid out, which thank you for the five tips. I'm sure uh, there's been some professional speaking tours and, and some good money paid for that. So to give that free advice out, thank you so much for that. But for you, for you personally, what is it at the end of the day? I know your mission statement, but truly that gets you out of bed in the morning the most. That is it. Inspiring people lifting people up, putting a smile on somebody's face, making somebody feel good, having a conversation with someone knowing they left feeling better. Uh, it truly is inspiring one person a day. That's what gets me up. I, I, I've never made a video unless I've been inspired by something or someone. Otherwise, it's not genuine, authentic in me. The fact that I've made almost 600 videos that have all been inspired by people, the incredible human beings of LinkedIn, that's amazing. Like It tells you how much, how, how big the hearts are on this platform. So that is most definitely it. And, uh, and, and I will say this too, because I think we're close to wrapping up. You know, I want to actually, actually give away three things to your listeners. And, I'll, and you'll, you'll share these in the show notes too, I know. But um, one is if you're new to LinkedIn and you're still looking at it as a digital resume and a place to look for a job, but you realize that's not what it is anymore. It's this engagement platform. You want to figure out how do I do this? Uh, I'm, I'm giving you a free LinkedIn Jumpstart master course. It's 15 free lessons filled with nuggets to get you newbies to LinkedIn started. And maybe you're not a newbie. Maybe you've been around for a while, but you just haven't looked at it like this. So there's that. Um, the second is, if you have questions about how to LinkedIn video, whether it be native or live for you, for your business, especially during these times we're in, uh, you want to talk video strategy, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me. We'll dig in. Let's talk specifically about where you are, what you're doing what you have been doing, which should all be scrapped because none of it is relevant anymore. Uh, everyone in business should be living from their hearts, 
just like everyone in the world is right now, our hearts are cracked wide open. Our, our, our hearts are beating out of our chest and everyone is living there. That's where you need to be living and doing and showing up. Uh, take the hit as a business right now. Help your customers, help your prospects, help your partners, help make sure your employees, just make sure everyone is taken care of. Live out of your heart right now because I guarantee you if you do that, you will have prospects, customers, employees, partners for life when we come out of this. The third one is this. Um, there is a what's called Leap Into Live Streaming free three-day boot camp that is taking place in just a couple days, April 29th through May 1st. I don't know when this podcast is launching, so if there's a way to move it up so people know, that'd be great. But April 29th through May 1st, there's over 40 speakers across multiple platforms. It is completely free. Uh, my session is on LinkedIn Live, how video and live video on LinkedIn can amplify your reach and grow your business. Uh, I will make sure that you all have the, the link and the notes, but 40 incredible and amazing human beings and experts at their crafts uh, are sharing so much knowledge. There's over 1,600 people that are booked into my session um, and thousands of others across the board. So if you're thinking about taking the leap into live video, which I employ you, you should do. Again, right now, it's so important more than ever. And especially as we go ahead, you'll learn so much. So take advantage of that too. Love that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also I'll make sure to include all that in the show notes as well too. But is there anything else you want to leave the audience with? I know that this is a really, really hard time that we're all growing through together. Um, I mean, people are getting sick. People are dying. Businesses are closing. Um, but I want you to remember that there's always a silver lining and there is always something good. Take the time to reach out to somebody and tell them you care about them. Tell someone you love them. Call someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Ask them how they're doing. That simple question can mean so much to people right now. A lot of people feel alone, guys, but we're not alone. We are in this together. So take the time to, to hop on a video chat with somebody. Take time to call somebody. Uh, take the time to send someone a text or a note. Uh, take the time to hop on video and share a message because right now it's what we all need. And we are, we are growing through this together. We will get through this together. This is something we have never been through in our lifetimes and beyond, but we will. And we will be stronger in the end because of it. So just know that I'm sending everybody a blanket virtual hug and sending everybody all the good vibes to you and your families near and far. And please, please, please stay safe. And uh, you took the time to be on this podcast, and I owe you a huge thank you. So thank you so much. This has been fantastic. I've definitely walked away inspired. I feel like i got to go make a video right now. So thank <laughs> you so much for, for doing this. And seriously, Brian, this has been fantastic. Thanks a ton. Oh, I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you so much for reaching out. And, uh, and, and again, thank you. I, I appreciate you having me.